0: Federico, should we talk some Nintendo Switch?
1: Um, yeah, I guess for the first time we actually never brought up the topic on the show. So,
0: yeah. We've got I've got I've got a backlog of stories and Shade couldn't be with us today. I think he's off deep in some VR world somewhere. We lost him.
1: We lost Shade in, in VR. Yeah. He's
0: he's somewhere deep in the in the VR landscape. So, I've been collecting some Switch stuff for a while. Um, because we're such Switch fanboys, right? I feel like we <laughs> should talk about some of this stuff. Okay. And I want to start with some of the sales information. So there's been um, some research firms and some actual data coming out um, about how the Switch is selling. And really, it's all positive. So there's a research firm called SuperData, who I've never heard of. Uh, but they say that um, they they analyze using their analysis tools, I guess, that Nintendo has sold around 2.4 million Switches during the first month of release. Um, and that they are projecting that Nintendo will sell 7.2 million in 2017, which is up from their original forecast of 5 million. So the console is selling better than a lot of industry groups were expecting. And uh, NPD, which is the industry tracking firm, which I think everyone Mm -hmm. kind of takes their numbers as gospel, um, has has said that uh, the Switch sold 906,000 consoles in the U.S., And actually beat the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One during that month. Which, I mean, that's a great achievement. Um, It's not necessarily a guaranteed achievement from Nintendo to be able to do that. But it makes sense that it would be because it was a new console, right? Uh, The really interesting fact is that Nintendo sold 925,000 copies of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So they sold more copies of Zelda than they sold consoles. (laughs) Nice. Um, which is uh, what is called an attach rate, which is the, mm. the game for the console. It's an attach yeah. rate higher than 100%, which doesn't happen very often. So there's a couple of reasons for this. So this isn't actually broken down to say what versions are Wii U and what versions are Switch. Um, okay. And so that's one thing. However, I can't imagine that they sold many copies in the Wii. I mean, I'm sure they sold like a a, <laughs> I mean, no, a, 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 a significant amount, but not not a huge amount would be my it's thinking. those...
1: Nineteen thousand people, <laughs> the, diff- <laughs> the bought the Wii U version.
0: <laughs> I think it's less than that. Honestly, I, I really can't imagine they sold an awful lot of them. But you know, you never know. Um, also, uh, there is a possibility that people bought the game before buying the console. Yes. That is one part.
1: Yeah, it could be, or maybe you know, there, there's people—not me—but there's people who buy both versions of a game like they buy and they play with the regular version and then they buy and they keep um, a limited edition yeah either sealed in a box or just they they don't open the game but they remove the statues and the action figures stuff like that
0: i can see that or like i can see um, people buying a limited edition version you know waiting for it to arrive but downloading from the e-shop on day one also yes i can i can see a lot of that Um, So it turns out that the Switch is doing incredibly well. So for comparison, in its entire lifetime, the Wii U sold 13.5 million Mm. consoles. So if Superdata are correct with their analysis, and we'll get to it in a little bit because there's some stuff from Nintendo which kind of looks to corroborate their analysis, uh, the Switch could be halfway towards the Wii U's entire lifetime sales in year one.
1: Which is kind of impressive and I'm not sure if it if it, if it's a, an indication of the Wii U failure of or the Switch success. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Uh because Nintendo yeah. clearly failed with the Wii U and they're obviously doing better with the Switch. Uh, so seven million in year one, uh, I mean that that's a good number, I think. It's no PlayStation Four, obviously, but it's a pretty strong start, you know, and and I see um there's a lot of talk among uh, not just, you know, tech people or gamers about the Switch. I mean, I'm seeing advertisements everywhere in Italy. Uh, on TV, uh, it's a, you know, they're, they're almost every few minutes there's Mario Kart 8 or uh, The Legend of Zelda. And I see people talking about it. I see ads on Italian websites. I see ads on magazines.
0: I see ads on the tube all the time.
1: Yeah, and I've seen people uh, hang out by the Nintendo area inside of my local GameStop, talking about the Switch. Uh, and not just kids, but also, you know, uh, people that would normally walk into a GameStop and buy a Call of Duty game. So there's a lot of... Um, I think it, it it is exciting for Nintendo right now. And uh, I wonder what's going to happen once they do bundles and once, you know, the new Mario game comes out. And once it's the holiday season and they can do bundles and discounts, that's going to be nice, I think.
0: Yeah, because it is worth noting that, of course, this was a new launch and people were waiting for it. But nearly, to sell close to a million consoles in March it's mm-hmm. quite an achievement, I think, like just like in a, a random month of the year, you know, uh, with no big holidays or anything like that surrounding it. It's it's good to see that the demand was there for the console from people that were really excited to get it on day one.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's not going to be... I don't know if it's going to be a, a Wii phenomenon, and I actually don't know if it's still possible to to get the, the, to the days of the Wii, in terms of yeah. here's this thing that came out of nowhere and now everybody's talking about it. Just because our I, I think our, uh, our relationship with games and tech is deeply different than 2006... And I'm not sure that in the post-smartphone era it is still possible to get that kind of widespread phenomenon. It's just we're going to get a bunch of successes in different places. So the PlayStation 4 does well, maybe the Nintendo Switch does well, and people still keep playing games on their phones. But it's still, I mean, if this can keep Nintendo afloat, you know, uh, we should be happy.
0: I think it will. I think these numbers, if they can continue at a good rate, will. I mean, the Wii sold 101 million units in its lifetime. Uh, I don't (laughs) think the Switch is going to get there, honestly. Uh, But I think it's going to get a lot closer than the Wii U did. And and I think that 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 will be a success for Nintendo.
1: So how are they uh, handling this production of all these consoles?
0: Well, so last month, the Wall Street Journal reported that Nintendo is going to be doubling production of the Switch. So they had originally intended to manufacture 8 million consoles in the financial year 2017, so April to April. Uh, they've now doubled that to 16 million. So this kind of shows uh, that Nintendo is confident that they're going to sell kind of in the range of 10 million units in the first 12-month period. So that kind of, you know, that that goes some way to saying that Super Data that they're figures are, you know, relatively accurate because Nintendo is ramping up their production and they would only do that, in theory, if it's selling better than they forecast. And if that is the case, that's a good thing, right? Like, that is a strong sign if Nintendo were like, this is what we think we're going to do. Oh, no, wait, we have to double it. Like, that is as good a sign as any to say that the console is is helping Nintendo achieve the goals that they were looking to set for themselves.
1: Yeah, and uh, and especially if you consider, you know... Again, the holiday season uh, later this year, it seems clear to me that Nintendo has some big plans in terms of not just the games that they're going to show at E3, uh, because I bet they will see you know some new Mario information and some trailers or demos for games that will actually come out in November and December. But I think they will also show games for next year and probably even more uh, far out.
0: Yeah, I expect a title that we don't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whether it be a Pokemon um, or a Metroid, you know, just saying, just saying, or a two D Mario game, you know, like something that we don't yet know about. Mm. I, I'm interested to see if something happens there with that.
1: The Pokemon game could be could steal the show, you know, uh, an actual, real Pokemon game on the home console. Mm-hmm. Man, that is actually also portable.
0: <laughs> we know nothing about 2017's Pokemon game. Right, no. The, the, no, there will be one, but what if we Probably. don't know anything about it, right? Like, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what that's going to look like. If anything, it could just be a you know a 3ds game, uh, which would upset me. But it's very possible. Uh, it I, I would be surprised new. to see the Pokemon company go all in on the Switch right now, um, purely because the, the units aren't there like they are on the DS and the 3ds. So. Mm. I'm interested to see where they go with that, or like what Nintendo is able to work with them to try and create. So I'm intrigued to see if we're going to see a Pokemon game this year. I expect there will be something. There is always... Every year there is a game, right? But they're not necessarily new.
1: Not necessarily new. I mean, maybe there's been years where Nintendo just did like Pokemon Shuffle, Pokemon Dungeon. Yeah. uh, Those kind of spin-off type of games. Uh, But I think it would be so perfect. To just show uh, the uh, the third chapter of the Sun and Moon mm-hmm. line at E3 for the Switch. I mean, they could even do they could even do sort of like what Square Enix is doing with the new Dragon Quest that it's both a PlayStation 4 game and a 3DS game. And I could see the next Pokemon game being both on the Switch and the 3DS. On the 3DS you get the portable, you know, slimmed down version. On the Switch you get the great graphics and yep. you get the higher performance and stuff. I could see that. I'd be happy with that. That would be more yeah. than
0: enough for me. Because the Pokemon games are really pushing what the 3DS can do right now. Mm, it's and basically, basically the limit of
1: what the 3DS is capable of.
0: Exactly. And if they are kind of keeping it spared down like that, then you might might get a better battery performance on the Switch, right? Because it's not mm. going to be necessarily pushing the Switch to its maximum,
1: which would be perfect for a Pokemon game that you play yep. on the go. Exactly.
0: So, right now, Zelda is still top of the tree, right, in, in regards to the lineup. Yeah, but there are uh, there are a bunch of new games out which we'll talk about in the moment. But last week there was a direct. Um, And during the Direct, Nintendo announced some new games and announced dates for games that we know about. So here's a selection of them, kind of ones that I picked out. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, which is coming out on April 25th. There's already a demo out. Mm. Minecraft is coming on May 11th. Ultimate Street Fighter 2 is on May 26th. ARMS is coming out on June 16th. Splatoon 2 on July 21st. Sonic Mania will be in the summer. Namco Museum, which is like Mm. a... Namco's version of the virtual console is coming out in the summer. Um, and Mario Kart 8, of course, is on sale uh, in a couple of weeks, April 28th. Yeah, I'm very excited for Mario Kart.
1: I'm, I'm super excited for Mario Kart. Nintendo has put out a bunch of trailers and detailed the changes from Mario Kart 8, which came out three years ago on the Wii U. And I think it is super smart to take Mario Kart 8 and extend it and bring it to the Switch because so many people never actually played the game for obvious reasons, because the Wii U didn't sell well. And so rather than having to wait another year and uh, getting Mario Kart 9 or whatever, uh, I think it's, it is very clever of them to not just save on the costs of a game that's basically already being developed, uh, but to make sure that as many people as possible can play the game, and also to make sure that the Switch came out in early April, Uh, obviously Zelda was a beefy game that, you know, people are still playing Zelda. And now that it's been almost two months, there you go with Mario Kart 8. So you can have a nice change of pace from Zelda, you can play with your fans. I don't want to say it's the perfect strategy, but it's a really good one. And the other games, I'm going to get ARMS for sure, and... Splatoon, I mean, yes, Sonic Mania uh, seems... Uh, I've watched the trailers. Uh, it's the Sonic game from the guy that did uh, uh, the unofficial port a few years ago, and then yep. Sega hired the guy. Yeah. Uh, it looks fantastic.
0: It looks uh, like what the, a Sonic game should be. Yes. right. Like it is a standard Sonic game as opposed to like, let's put Sonic in a 3D world. Like, And really none of those games have worked. Um, so this mm. is just side-scrolling Sonic and it yeah. looks... It looks like if you were making the original Sonic today, it would look like that, right? So I'm I'm also very excited for that game because I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But there are mm-hmm. there are a bunch of other games that have come out. I mean, Nintendo has been releasing a ge- well, at least one game every single week since launch, um, and I've bought a couple of them and tried them out. I mean, there's there's some that are there that I, I'm not really too interested in, like um, Lego. I think it's Lego Heroes, Lego City, uh, which I've I've played that on another console and, and wasn't really. That infused by it. It it was missing something that I enjoy from a lot of like the the Lego games of properties like Batman or or Marvel, you know, or mm. Star Wars. Uh, I prefer those games to this one. But I have bought uh, a few games. Like so, if one of them is the Jackbox Party Pack, which I've not played yet. But I don't need to. This is a game that I'm kind of keeping in my back pocket for a good multiplayer because I've played Jackbox on other platforms. I've played it on PlayStation. I've played it on Apple TV. Have you ever played the Jackbox Party mm. Pack?
1: I have no idea what it is.
0: It is a selection of games. Um, on Apple TV, they're all kind of like broken out and sold individually. Um, or okay. you can get the Party Pack where it's like a, a selection of games where they're party games. So you play them with a bunch of people. You don't use controllers. Um, you go to a website and you enter in a code and you play on your smartphone. Mm. So you can have like larger games with less requirement for controllers, which is a great idea for a multiplayer game right like you can have five people play even if you only have one controller yeah. Like that's where the kind of their idea came from which is okay. very smart and there are a selection of games like word games and like there's like a Cards against humanity type game there's lots of like just little party games in there and they tend to be to have fun and and it's a great selection of games like i recommend it it's just something to have in your arsenal for if you have yeah. like friends over it's a great game for that and i've played it with, a, with a, gr- a few groups of friends over the last couple of years just in random situations and it's Always a crowd pleaser. So that's a great game. Uh, Graceful Explosion Machine. I have enjoyed quite a lot. as like a fun jump in, jump out type game. It's kind of like a, uh, it's a mix between, I don't know, like a side scrolling shooter and Mm. a kind of uh, tower defense in that you get like waves of enemies Mm. and you're just flying around in the ship and you're shooting things and there are a bunch of different guns and and ways you can shoot them and it's difficult but fun and the graphics are really nice and the music's good. I like that a lot. I like Graceful Explosion Machine. I, I recommend that.
1: I want to buy this one. Yeah,
0: yep. you should. It it it's it's um I think of the of everything that I've played so far, it's my it's my favorite second title. Okay. Uh I also yeah. got Snake Pass, which I kind of can't get my head around. Mm. I just I just don't I don't really fully get what I'm supposed to be doing. Um it looks pretty, <laughs> but like It looks
1: it looked pretty from the screenshots.
0: I played like a level or two, and I'm like, mm, I think I'm gonna get bored of this game real quick. Oh no! So I, I I'm gonna, I, I have it, so I'm gonna try it out again. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I will say just, just as a as a quick aside, just on Zelda, I'm 80 hours in now. Yeah. Um, and all I have, to, all I have to do is go to the castle, but I'm not going to the castle.
1: <laughs> oh, nice! You, you, have, you really do have patience.
0: Yeah, I just don't want it to. I'm just not really interested in ending the game. Honestly, like I'm still just exploring the world and finding new things every single time, and being like, What's on this part of the map? and yes. I run over there and yeah. find out what's on there. And every time I'm always excited, it's a yeah, I'm still just having a ton of fun playing the game in to the point where like I don't feel like I need it to end. I'm starting to wonder if I will finish it. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to get to the point where, like, I have, I'm so reluctant to do it that I haven't done it. And then other games will start to come out and then I won't finish it. So I hope, I, I have to do it at some point. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it kind of as, as the month draws to a close when Mario mm. Kart comes out. Because yeah. I, I want to try, but I want to play, I'm looking forward to playing Minecraft again on this system. I think it could work quite well. Um, and that's a cup. that's kind of in a month or so from now. So
1: yeah, Mario Kart is going to take a good chance of, uh, chunk of my time but uh, uh, I'm at 90-95 hours in Zelda and I haven't played much for the past two weeks for obvious reasons we've been kind of busy at Max Stories and and I've also uh, been catching up on Parks and Recreation (laughs) first time that I'm watching the show so all those couple of hours that I usually dedicate to Zelda at night have been replaced by Parks and Rec Mm. uh, which I love but I'm already like in in, two weeks ten days I'm at season five almost, so wow. yeah, I'm I'm kind of obsessed. <laughs> and but once that's done and the uh, Story stuff is out of the way, uh, it's gonna be Zelda time again, and then Mario Kart eight. But Mario Kart, I think, is gonna be more multiplayer during the day or during the evening. You know, I actually never never played that much of single player Mario Kart. It's more of a party oh, interesting, game. yeah. I mean, uh, I, I do it. I complete all of the tournaments and and the stuff, but it's no Zelda in terms of single player playtime, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I get it. I I do like to go through and win the championships, you know. Sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I just I'm also looking forward to having a a good like a really good kind of action-y multiplayer game for me and Nadina mm. to play because like we yeah. played quite a bit of Mario Kart Eight on the Wii U together. Um, and i'm i'm interested to see how it plays I, i'm also very intrigued to see how the joy cons are going to work and how that's going to feel um, especially to kind of have one joy con each i'm i'm intrigued to see how that's actually going to work and how that's mm. going to feel to play because I'm, I'm not convinced that playing mario kart with just one of the joy cons is going to work very well i mean either it's possible but it won't be great
1: I mean if you're just, if you're going out with the Switch and you happen to run into a friend, (laughs) this is the total Nintendo Nintendo advertisement scenario, you go to the park, you run into your good friend Steven, you would be like hey, you know, I happen to have a Switch do you want to play Mario Kart instead of, you know, talking and catching up Uh, in that case it's probably perfect.
0: What I am looking forward to is me and you Sitting on a plane together, oh, connecting ad- the two switches together and racing.
1: Now that is that is a very good idea. That's yes. that's
0: like that's the stuff that I'm looking forward to as well. Is seeing how a lot of that works out. So, but yeah, I, I agree. Like in those scenarios, right? Th- that controller is perfect because it's there always. But like, I'm wondering how it feels like when you're at home. I mean, and yeah. I have other controllers. Like I have the pro controller, and I have the grip, and I do have a, a, another set of Joy-Con. Uh, oh, by the way, what do you think of the yellow Joy-Con? I actually love it. <laughs> I like the color
1: a lot, and I want to mix and match the red and the yellow ones. So and this is, uh,
0: along with arms, Nintendo is is going to yeah. be shipping a yellow one. I'm not convinced on the color. Pers- mm. Like, when I look at the color, I I like the idea of a yellow Joy-Con, right? But when I look at the color from the images that they're showing, I'm you not convinced. You don't like convinced. the shade of yellow. Yeah, it's not... Mm. It's not Neon or bright enough for what I would want, like how I would expect it to look. But I will say that the uh, the red does not look in the images how it looks in real life. So I want to see it. I think it might it might win me over. But um, yellow is not a color that I'm I'm begging for. What I am hoping for is some crazy splatoon ones. That's mm. what I'm hoping for.
1: And purple and green ones. well
0: yeah. I mean, just covered in ink, like. Splats mm. all over them. That's what I'm hoping for. And and I think that Nintendo realized amiibo were great.
1: <laughs> now we
0: should do also the Joy-Con. <laughs> now we can just with every big title we can release themed Joy-Cons. Nintendo uh-huh. are the best toy company in the world. Right? Like they're just like, I know what we can do. Here's a bunch of stuff that they'll buy, and you know We'll buy it and I'll be happy about it. So, you know, we're just going to have, like, I can't think of, of of any time where I'm like, yeah, I'll just buy more controllers. Like, what am I going to do with all of these controllers? But no. they've it's done the it again. the first time
1: you, you're actually considering the yeah. I mean, when there was the, the director two weeks ago, mm-hmm. the first thought in my mind was, oh, God, there's new Amiibo. I need to make sure that I can get these ones. Because, I mean, they announced new Link Amiibo yep. and the cloud from Final Fantasy VII. I mean... Because of Super Smash Brothers, that is such a uh, an amazing opportunity. I probably need to get two clouds, one that I'm gonna keep in the package and another that I'm gonna keep on my desk. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess with amiibo, they they found a way to trick people like me into spending money. So um, good job, Nintendo. Probably gonna they should do the same with the Joy-Con. Honestly, it's too perfect.
0: Yep, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. All right, should we take a break? Yeah. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Blue Apron, the number one recipe delivery service that has the freshest ingredients. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with fresh, high-quality ingredients to let you make delicious home-cooked meals. Every Blue Apron meal comes with a step-by-step recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients to allow you to prepare your meals in 40 minutes or less. You'll be able to learn some new skills by following along with the instructions, right? So you not only will be making yourself great food, you'll also be learning some new cooking skills. You could also keep the recipe cards. If you wanted to, you could repeat a recipe at home. You keep them in a little binder. It'd be nice. You got a whole little... You're building your own recipe book over time. You can keep the things that you love the most and maybe remake them if you want to. And also... With Blue Apron, you know that you're going to be getting the very best in ingredients because they take such care in making sure that they are building a sustainable food system with these incredible high standards that they set for food. So they're thinking about the environment and thinking about you. They source all of their seafood under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming and their beef, chicken and pork come from responsibly raised animals. So not only will you be getting incredibly tasty meals like sweet and sour salmon with bok choy and fried rice, parmesan-crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine and roasted broccoli or crispy knocking and fontina cheese sauce and roasted baby broccoli. Not only will you be getting all that delicious food, you'll know that it's going to come from a good place and from farms and environments where... They are being responsible with what they're using. You can choose from a variety of new recipes every week, including those that I just mentioned, or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. And no recipes are repeated within a year, so you're going to get great variety too. Blue Apron delivers to 99% of the continental US. There's no weekly commitment. You get those deliveries when you want them. And their freshest guarantee means that every ingredient arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. Check out this week's menu and get three meals for free of your first purchase by going to blueapron.com slash remaster, and that includes free shipping as well. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so go to blueapron.com slash remaster, and we thank them for their support of this show, and Relay FM. Blue Apron, a better way to cook.
1: So I bought some Switch accessories. Um, They arrived from Amazon.com, and also I got a friend of mine to bring me over a very specific accessory from the United States. The first one that I received is called the Game Traveler Deluxe Travel Case. It's quite a mouthful. It's a hard shell uh, case that, uh, in addition to having a handle, so it's kind of like carrying over the switch in its own, uh, you know, bag. It's very professional. Uh, it's also got this divider uh, in the middle, uh, which protects the switch. Console from the game card case mm-hmm. that is included with the with the with the with the game traveler. So you can put in your Nintendo Switch game cards. And there's also a separate uh, smaller uh, plastic case for a couple of micro SD cards. So if you want to have extra memory, you can also carry over uh, those. Micro SD cards with the game cards and the Switch. It's actually quite nice. It's a bit bulkier than the Nintendo Switch cover. It's also, uh, it feels more durable. There's a better texture. It's actually nicer than what Nintendo uh, did. And I bought it from Amazon.com and it, it arrived a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't double as a stand as the Nintendo uh, official case can, you know, when you when you, you can hold the Switch upright inside yep. of the Nintendo case. This one doesn't do that, uh, but it's a nicer carrying case. If you want to carry the Switch, you know, you don't have a cover, you don't want to put it in a bag. I think it's actually quite nice. And speaking of covers... Uh, I was looking at uh, John Ricciardi on Twitter, He's, uh, he works for 84, uh, the Japanese uh, game translation firm, and he posted this picture of, uh, it's called the Nintendo Switch front cover, it's made by Keys Factory, and it's only on Amazon Japan, and I should probably find a way to create an account on Amazon Japan, which by the way, has a ton of awesome stuff, you can actually use Amazon Japan in English, there's an option at the bottom of the website, Uh but i think you need to recreate an amazon account from scratch but then again you know you just enter a credit card and you make it ship to your country and you can buy stuff from the japanese amazon anyway this cover it's kind of like a smart cover for uh, you know the apple smart cover but for the nintendo switch so you you attach it to the top of the back of the console and then it flips over to the front so it can protect the screen and it looks quite nice it's available in both purple uh, and, or maybe actually a mix of pink and purple, not sure what the name is, um, and black. And the black one, it looks nice, it protects the screen. Again, it's a similar concept to the Apple Smart Cover, and you might wonder, does it fit the dock when you put the console into the dock with the cover on? And the answer is yes, it's not as elegant, uh, because you need to (laughs) basically uh, make the cover... um, uh, flap onto, on the outside flap right? on yeah. the outside of the dock uh, there's a picture in the show notes that will show you what I mean uh, but it, I think it's fine uh, I mean if you, if you don't want to uh, have a full on uh, cover that protects the back of the device as well and if you don't want to have a carrying case you just want to say well I just want to grab my switch and throw it into my backpack I think this is what you're looking for uh, just a screen protection it looks okay it's probably going to going to be more of this in the future and uh, I think this company should definitely consider selling <laughs> at least on Amazon.com uh, but if you have an Amazon Japan account uh, make sure to search for front cover, it's made by Keys Factory and it's available in two colors but I recommend the black one, it looks looks very nice
0: So I have a, uh, something that goes part of the way to to providing this and mm-hmm. then goes an extra step and it's my favorite accessory so far which is the it's called the Nintendo Switch hybrid cover, mm. and it's basically a it's a case type thing. Really, like it covers the front and back of the device. Um, so you kind of just take off one of the Joy Cons and slide it over. It also has like a Velcro thing, so you can like wrap it around. It's it's easy to attach. You get a cover for the screen, but also it's a built-in stand. So. And it has like three different um, kind of orient not orientations, but angles. So it has like a bunch of notches. Yeah. So you can actually stand the thing up. So it's a screen protector, but then you can also stand it. And I've been, when I, I was on a plane this week, it's the first time I've done this. I played the Switch on a plane. It was glorious. And I just stood it up and I put it at the angle that I wanted and detached the Joy-Cons and put it on the tray table and I was good to go. And you can play it in handheld mode and the kind of the back just kind of dangles down a little bit, but it's not uncomfortable. Um, it's, it is It's a great cover. Um, and I've been very, very pleased with it. And I, this, this gets a very strong recommendation from me. If you're looking for something to protect the screen when you're throwing the Switch in your bag um, and you don't want to use a screen protector, which I don't want to attach a screen protector, so this works great for me. But also it, it acts as a stand when I'm kind of on the go. So I, I really, really recommend it. I think this is a great, a great accessory.
1: I don't know that both me and you, we have the Hori... A compact play stand. Yep, which is uh, great
0: for home use. I think. Yes. But, you know.
1: Yeah, we played One to Switch with four mm-hmm. people uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was perfect. We just put the switch on the Hori stand yep. on the top of a kind of like a shelf, and so we were four people standing and just <laughs> playing One to Switch mini games uh, in the living room. It was very fun, and it was perfect because the viewing angle was great, mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm actually carrying the Hori stand inside of the Game Traveler case because there's enough space. And you know, even when you're playing yeah, yeah. single player, you wanna play in tabletop mode, it's a higher angle, so you don't have to uh, you don't have to hunch over the screen and look yeah. at the look at the switch. Yeah, it's good for and your neck. And what the
0: Hori stand has that the you know the case that I spoke about doesn't is the the switch is elevated from the the desk yep. or the table, so you so can, you can charge,
1: charge it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so that that's something that this case doesn't like the case that I mentioned doesn't have it's not elevated so you can't can't charge a play. I did for the first time have a low battery warning on the plane I was like ah okay so because I took like a three and a half hour four hour plane journey it's like a three and a mm. half hour plane journey and kind of like I was three hours in and it was like hey you've got 15% battery left and I was like oh man <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> Oh and uh, so there you go mm. uh, I didn't charge because I had enough time to finish my game But it did make me realize that, like, so I'm about to get on a plane to Atlanta, which is like a nine-hour trip tomorrow, taking a switch with me, and I'm like, well, we're going to test how this battery stuff works, I guess, and uh, we'll, we'll work that out along the way. Yeah. I have an, I have a case that's different to yours. Provides a lot of the same functions. Uh, looks a bit more ridiculous. I'm so uh, jealous of which this. is the the Mario case. So I have the the big Mario case, which is available in game. It's like a whole set. Um, and this case is is brilliant for me. So I'm able to fit the uh, the Switch with the that cover that I mentioned, the the hybrid cover inside, yeah. and it has this like cloth. Kind of velcro strap that you put over the top of it, which protects the which kind of protects most of the screen and holds it all in place. There is then like on the opposite side, there is a like a, a whole row of little holes, like little that you can put the like little holders for games cars cartridges. So you can put all of those in, and then there's like this little netted area where you can put accessories. So I have like the Joy-Con grips and stuff all tucked in there, and a little set of headphones as well. So it's like a full on thing that has everything that i need in it for for the switch so and it's it's not a hard cover it's not a soft cover it's like a it's like a rubber the cover is like rubber so it's stiff but not like immovable uh, so it, it goes a lot of the way to get what i need as a way to kind of keep everything together um and yeah so i'm pretty happy with that
1: yeah look at look at, i'm looking at the photos and it, i mean the the big mario logo on top is just glorious yeah it I'm is so a bit jealous.
0: um when you're out, like in public and stuff, you're on like a plane. It really sticks. It sticks out it, a lot. It is I will a bit ridiculous. Uh, but you you kind of can't ignore it. Um, no. <laughs> but it's 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 fine. What's the point? <laughs> it's fine. It, it does the job. It it does mm. the job that I'm looking for.
1: So what I managed to get, thanks to our friend John Voorhees, he visited Italy, and he brought me a separate Nintendo Switch dock. And I know that Nintendo said we're gonna. Uh, We're going to have the docks on the Nintendo store uh, later this year. But there was a moment, a brief moment, really, a couple of minutes, I think, uh, last month when the Nintendo uh, Switch dock units briefly appeared on the American Nintendo store. And I was lucky enough to be on Twitter when this happened, and I saw someone uh, Mm -hmm. tweet this message, hey, the Nintendo Switch dock is available. So I texted John, I was like, please... You're coming to Italy, you need to buy me one of these <laughs> Switch docks and bring it to me. So I have a separate Switch dock. And of course, it, it, when you buy the separate dock, at least the, the first version that I have, you only get the dock. There's no HDMI cable, no powered unit. But that mm. doesn't matter because you can, uh, can just use any standard uh, USB-C uh, plug to power the device. And HDMI cables, again, don't change between America and Italy. So now I put the Switch dock, in the second one in my living room slash kitchen, in preparation for Mario Kart 8, because that is the social area of the house. Uh, So we can gather people there, Uh, there's a couch, and when Mario Kart 8 comes out, I can just remove the Switch from my bedroom dock put it on the living room dock and play there. And I already tested this with Zelda and it is amazing to be able to have the portable console but then place it in a bunch of different docks and you get the TV experience on multiple TVs with no streaming, no Wi-Fi stuff, no remote play. It is very nice. Uh, you should, Mike, you should definitely get a separate dock.
0: I will when they're available. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I want one in my office so yep, I can play exactly. on the TV in the office as well as the TV in the in the living room but this isn't all Nintendo has done so kind of shifting gears let's talk about the NES mini for a bit mm, so okay. the NES mini uh, aka the NES classic edition it's like that the little mini Nintendo Entertainment System that we spoke about quite a while ago, which had like 30 games on it or something 30 original NES games. So Nintendo has stopped production of the NES Mini, um, and they gave this statement to a bunch of outlets. Throughout April, North American territories will receive the last shipments of the Nintendo Entertainment System NES Class- Classic Edition for this year. We encourage anyone interested in obtaining the system to check with retail outlets regarding availability. We understand that it has been difficult for many consumers to find a system, and for that we apologize. We have paid close attention to consumer feedback, and we greatly appreciate the incredible level of consumer interest and support for this product. They gave a further statement to IGN that said the NES Classic edition wasn't intended to be an ongoing long-term product. However, due to high demand, they added extra shipments to their original plans. So, this is a product that has been basically unavailable for the entire time that it's been available. Like people have been trying to buy it, it's always sold out. Every time there's new stock somewhere, it sells out incredibly quickly. It's been it's been a bit of a hit for nintendo but they've decided to pull it and i'm wondering why why did they do this and i've come to like four potential reasons right Uh, or maybe five five potential reasons for why i think they may have done this one of them could be focus so maybe nintendo right now want to focus completely internally and externally on the switch their new hit console and they don't want to have multiple products available for sale they want everybody to be focused on the switch
1: could be i mean your uh it could be that they want their public image to be nintendo is the guys that now are doing the switch there's no uh other game console even if it's a cheaper one kind of like a toy to sort of Confuse the message. Uh, Nintendo is all about this week. Looking no, forward, not that. back.
0: Right, that yeah. is what they're focused on: looking forward and not back. The other thing is that this purely was just an unexpected success for them, which the IGN quote seems to say that it was kind of only ever intended to be a limited edition product, and there was more there was more demand for it than they expected, and there could be like, there is a possibility for there to be other consoles like this because they labelled it as classics and. it's labeled on the box as it being like classics kind of indicating that there's a line of products here so there is a potential that there will be other products like this and that maybe they want to maintain the hype a little bit by ending this product early, you know, maybe we'll see something like a Game Boy or a SNES or something like that in the future
1: Just this morning Eurogamer put out a rumor that says that according to their sources Nintendo is gearing up to launch the SNES Mini this Christmas, so there you go
0: so there is a possibility that, yeah. that what they wanted to do was to not completely drown this market with the NES Mini and they maybe wanted to kind of hold it back and it was only ever meant to be a limited edition and now they're like ramping up for the production of that as opposed to the current NES. There is also that this was just a dumb decision by Nintendo. like, And, and there is definitely an argument to make that if people want your product, why do you stop selling it?
1: I mean, they do. They do make some dumb decisions from dumb time decisions. to
0: time. <laughs> they They, they are a company from history. the company
1: from the company that brought you uh, the 3DS with the screwdriver to <laughs> yep. change all the, the 2DS.
0: Right, <laughs> the company that like created a product that then had to create another product for because the main reason they created <laughs> that product nobody cared about. Like they do, you know. they
1: do make dumb decisions. So this could be another one.
0: Um, I actually don't. I don't subscribe to this. Um, like MG Siegler wrote this big post, basically saying that Nintendo need to. Effectively, he went Michael Dell and told them that they had to give the company back to the shareholders because they oh don't no. know how to run themselves. Effectively, like Nintendo shouldn't be running Nintendo. Is his idea of the, of his post. He's very mad about this, and I, I see where he's coming from, but don't agree with him. Um, I am more inclined to believe it's one of the previous things, or a combination of that, that they are just this was a limited edition thing. They only ever intended to sell x amount of these because it was it was merely, I think, to to give the company a little bit more cash in the bank over the holiday season. Yep. And that this is part of an ongoing product strategy for limited edition consoles. And if they want to keep making limited edition consoles to have these like fast selling products they can't keep this thing on sale forever. Like, if there's an SNES coming this holiday season, which will be another limited edition one before they do a Game Boy, maybe before they do a GameCube, right? Like, in the future, you can't keep selling this thing forever if your idea is to sell limited edition consoles. Well, it's called
1: limited edition for a reason. For a reason.
0: (laughs) And so, like, I, I get the idea of, like, well, I wanted to buy one and now I can't. I get that, but... I don't think that this is meant to be another console in Nintendo's, uh, like, offering. And if you kept selling it forever, then they sell three consoles again, and one of them is a console which is an emulator of games that are 30 years old. So I, I, I get the frustration, and again, like, I know that a lot of, I'm sure a lot of my opinions come from my bias, and I think a lot of M.G. Siegler's opinions come from his bias, where I think over time he's shown that he is definitely a Nintendo fan, but has he He seems to have made many arguments in the past that Nintendo should just be bought by apple yeah um and and I don't necessarily agree with a lot of that because I think that whilst they are a company full of bad decisions, there's also a company of, that's possible for great decisions that other companies couldn't make yep i don't think any other company would have made the switch
1: exactly, but if only there was a way to play Old games without having to buy a physical console. This is the thing, isn't it? Where
0: (laughs) is the virtual console? Like, I thought that it was, this was going to be a one two punch type thing. We're taking away the NES Mini, here's the Nintendo Direct, the the, the virtual console's coming in next time. That's gonna have all the NES games. If you want NES games, go buy a Switch, right? Like, I Mm -hmm. thought that this would be a thing that they would do to try and push some people towards the Switch. It's not the same people, right? You're looking at a $300 console versus a $50 console, but you may push some people along that route. Maybe. You know, but hopefully the other thing is I don't really want NES games on the Switch. I want the GameCube games. No, don't, don't, do not joke with my feelings, Mike. I feel like they're gonna do it. I, I on <sighs> it, well because they had GameCube games on the the Wii, right before the end. They are. I think they are on the on
1: the virtual console. Yeah, they
0: had a very. Wasn't that like just before it was winding down? They had like a very limited offering, but they had some.
1: No, I think uh, we're confusing the um, the Wii Virtual Console. Like you could download uh, Super Mario Galaxy Two, for ah, example. Ah, yes, 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 but they not the, Game the GameCube. G- yeah, not the GameCube. And I mean the idea of having, I mean, not just the uh, the original Wind Waker because we got Wind Waker HD. Although it'd be great to also have Wind Waker HD on the Switch. Uh, but the you know Metroid
0: Prime, mm. Super Mario Sunshine. Luigi's Mansion, game. yeah, the original Pikmin. You know, there is a possibility for all of that. We need some of that, like, and we know it's coming, right? We know it's coming because they said that kind of in the fall, when they have the their pay-for system, it comes with, like, an SNES game. So, like, all of that stuff is coming. I thought that they would maybe have something to go along with this. But, yeah, like again, like, I totally get the idea, and, and I don't think it's maybe the best decision in the world to stop selling the NES Mini, I think that there are reasons and if the reasons that they did this are some of the reasons that I've posed, I can see the business sense in doing it. Like If you're trying to create this line of limited edition consoles, I can see the logic in cutting the sales early to make sure that you boost the sales next time. Because if the SNES comes out, that's going to be super uh, exciting too, right? That people are going to want that. And if they have the idea of like, oh man, this isn't going to be around forever, it may help push sales for the next one to be as popular as the NES Mini was.
1: I mean, let's face it also, the SNES catalog is much better than the than the NES. I just, I just said it. I'm sorry, but it's true.
0: Oh, it is. I mean, I have played my NES Mini like one time because I'm like, oh, you know what? I actually don't really enjoy a lot of these games. <laughs> these anymore. games are too old. <laughs> uh but the S N E S games, they're the games that I always have played on the virtual console on ROMs and stuff. You know? And uh there are some there's some better stuff there. But again, like what I do want is stuff like GameCube games, which are closer to games that we play now. Um that, that's kind of what I'm I'm looking for, I think. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I mean, Nintendo, you're doing a lot of stuff. Makes me very happy, whether it's good stuff or bad stuff. You're doing stuff, Um, and I think on the whole, right now, they're they're doing a pretty good job. Like, I'm very happy as a Switch owner, and I'm I'm excited to see everything that they've got in the pipeline, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they got in the bag for E3.
1: Yeah, Metroid game E3. Uh, If it happens, I will do something crazy.
0: (laughs) i will wait and see.